Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I take you on a journey to Amsterdam with an interview with Detroit Swindle. Well, the duo um, consisting of Lars and Martin, they started playing house music in 2011 together in their hometown in Amsterdam. And I met the two guys during the Amsterdam dance event this year. And we talked about, of course, their city, Amsterdam, the local scene there, their pop-up store, their new EP, as well as the three learnings they had out of 2019, which is really interesting. So enjoy! Martin and Lars, we are here at your very cool pop-up store and um, you have four things going on at the ADE this year. It's a really high life for you huh? at uh, the ADE. Yeah, it's a busy... I, I'm not sure if it's our busiest yet, but since we have the pop-up store, it's basically from 12 to 8 every day and today 12 to 10 because we do our release party. We're here and like People come by, people that we have meetings with or people that we just don't have meetings with, they, they decide to show up and you chat, have a drink and talk about the new record and then rush off for a meeting with the distributor and then oh, play a techno set at Shelter with Floorplan and then I'll run our own night at Claire tomorrow and yes, it's hectic, yes. but it's good. <laughs> So tell us a bit about the pop-up store and the hoodies and the t-shirts and the new release. Yeah, well... Everything's presented here, right? Uh, everything's presented here. Uh, it started off as a drunk idea um, <laughs> between uh, me and Dan, the owner of the shop next door. And then uh, it ended up in real life, luckily. Um, we're selling a custom line of clothing. So the t-shirts and the hoodies. Super good quality cotton. Uh, the baskets next door, they supplied all the um, all the fashion items, and their quality is always super good. Um, and we're selling our record uh, exclusively here this week, our new record. Uh, and we have a lot of DJs coming over, doing a stream, and a lot of people just popping in, saying hi, and hopefully buying our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to say, I really like the print on the shirts and also the print on the record. So we were talking about it before um, Amsterdam and uh, the Netherlands in general. It's really a creative uh, city and scene. So, yeah, maybe I put the link in the article so people can still buy the shirts there, right? Yeah. Afterwards, online. Uh, well, if you have any left. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, um, for you as label owner and as DJs, what does ADE mean for you, like having all the people from the industry here in Amsterdam? Well, it's super convenient because we're from here, so it's like our home, we get to do everything by bike, and then people from all over the world come by, people that you haven't seen like for a year or maybe years, or people that you're like doing business with regularly, but it's just over email or over Skype and then they're here you get to see each other drink a cup of coffee and kind of it like strengthens the relationships yes. with them it's also like there's so many DJ friends from all over the world that are here and when you do headline shows mostly like we do you don't get a lot of opportunity to play along with friends because 
there's just limited amount of space on the lineup. So in an ADE, there's infinite space on lineups because just everyone's playing an hour here and an hour there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's so good to just randomly meet people on the street and then you take them in for a drink. And yeah, it's just like the, you get a real family vibe with all the people you hang out with over the course of the year and this condensed in four days. Yeah. <laughs> really four crazy days. Huh? Yeah. And are you happy after that when the city is quiet, more quiet again? Well, the city's never quiet, to be honest. Uh, it depends on where you are. Uh, the center is basically uh, always busy. So that's why I moved to the east. But uh, no, it's nice. It's nice that it's only a week because it's incredibly exhausting. Uh, but also super fun. But after ADE, you have to you know, chill for a couple of days and let your head, let all the thoughts in your head die down and you know, cure the hangovers. But... Uh, No, it's fun. It's a fun week. Yeah. I think Amsterdam is also a nice place to have the ADE because it has a long history in the electronic music. If you would need to draw a timeline of the history of electronic music here in Amsterdam, for you as being really busy in this industry, what would be like the peaks and the downsides? Ooh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> so what what do you mean with peaks like what really shaped the scene oh uh, yeah well i think uh late 80s early 90s really shaped the ha house scene in amsterdam with roxy. The, the roxy and the it that was like the main days of really open community very gay friendly um it it basically solidifies solidified in Amsterdam at least the, 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 the heritage of dance music and um, it was something completely new by then um, and it, it like the Roxy is a very famous club, it burned down sadly uh, but even there they didn't play electronic music from the start so when it, when it was first introduced it was kind of hard for even for also for the for the, uh, for the public But yeah, apparently they sort of found their they found their their thing, and then it's kind of hard for me to, to exactly tell because I only went into electronic music later. Uh, I started out be playing hip hop a lot, um, but for me, I think when Club Eleven opened. That did something for me specifically, and that, uh, that eventually that team opened Trow and the school, so that they, they also shaped Amsterdam in a big way. Um, and for, yeah, my first dance party was at Melkweg. It was it was called HQ party, and it was hard house, so ravey, a lot of raves, a lot of. Uh, Light shining alien T-shirts and stuff like that. So party goggles. Yeah, party goggles. Yeah, yeah. Lars was a pr Lars was a pure raver back in the days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think also spots like Mutso, which was like a rave, yeah. ravey basement vibe, super like like a concrete stripped down club where. I think loads of the people that are actually like have evolved into playing tech house and now more into techno and, and deeper house, everyone started out raving over there as kids and going in. 
and um, it's a bit of a shame that all these places like come and go. But that's uh, that's the nature of the scene because, especially in a, I mean, everywhere there's like trouble with neighbors and sound issues, or like people losing their contracts. Or, so it's a it's an ongoing thing. But if you look at the the scene, like it's it's been get, going on for like 30 years here in Amsterdam, and a lot has happened, and we've been part of it. Like as a producer, DJ duo for over seven years, but as like working in the scene for like 15 years, both of us, it's crazy. Like how it, like how it evolves, and so and then always there's new interesting things coming up, and there's like there's dips where you feel like there's the city needs some some a new impulse, and then suddenly it comes up again. Yeah. Like shelter came up, and yeah. it was nothing before, and now something in the north of Amsterdam stuff happening, and yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. a crazy crazy place. I guess it happens everywhere, but since Amsterdam's so small, there's you just feel things popping up, and there's so many cool crews with good initiatives, yeah. and then I mean we're all old we're like n30s but there's like students throwing illegal raves under like highway overpasses and keeping the flame alive yeah keeping the flame alive yeah. exactly you already mentioned trow then claire is also a club that has to close soon right um then but there on the other side there is a new club coming uh fonton right i think it's opening during ade or ponton fonton You know, Something like this yeah. on a boat. Um, so, what are the current top spots? Or you also mentioned crews out of the scene, where you think this is really something cool right now in Amsterdam. Well, what Martin said is true. There's a lot of young crews that we don't know about because basically we're too old. <laughs> and we, we played. We played for one crew. It's called Palette, and. They're so enthusiastic and they're so knowledgeable about the music and like we didn't know them before. Uh, they know us, uh, they book us, but you know it's 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 a fun thing that that's happening still. You know that there's young people that's really that are really enthusiastic about doing something, and I think in the end it's the it's the it's the efforts that are that I don't know. There's like a lot of things that people try to do to make it special and mm -hmm. it never will be special mm -hmm. because it sort of has to be true or, you know what I mean there's some people that just make it they just do it because they love it and it's so it's effortlessly for them and that's that's also the thing that I, I was thinking about while Marta was giving his answers that things like Eleven and Trau, yes, it, they put effort into it, but it was also without wanting to make it mm. hip or special. It was just happening. happening. Yeah. And I think that that's really interesting now as well with the, with the younger crews. And there's some smaller clubs like Oster Bar, it's, mm. and it's really underrated. People don't go there because it's far away, which is not. But it's such a special little yeah, place, yeah. and uh, you know they have a good sound system. Yeah. It's only like 150 people, and it's it's just an amazing spot. Yeah, yeah. Zeppo played there last yeah. year for yeah. the 88. It was really nice. Yeah. Like you go down the stairs, yeah, and then right? you have that yeah. former techno electronic music flair, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like it. But uh, yeah, we hardly play there because yeah, we're away so much. 
And now Claire is closing, so that's basically where we had all our highest recording uh, parties. So uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're moving to a new home, whichever that is. But, uh, yeah. So coming from the party side to the private side... Uh, not, a, not a tough question, no. I'm just asking um, if you would have friends over the weekend um, and they would be in Amsterdam for the first time. How would that weekend with you look like? Which places would you take them to? Like in terms of restaurants, nice parks, museums. What are your favorite spots in Amsterdam? There's, uh, oh, there's so many. I mean, I used to live in the pipe. I lived there for a long time, and just across from my home, uh, a great place opened, which is called uh, Coffee and Coconuts. Great coffee, great food, vegan stuff, nice, nice pies, and just the whole setup is super vibey. You can just hang out on the couch for all day, and the building is beautiful. It's an old theater, mm -hmm. uh, so that's a great spot. I mean, if we would go clubbing, I don't really go clubbing at all, because I'm I have three kids and I need to watch my energy and I'm usually working in the weekend anyway. But um, yeah, in terms of restaurants, there's so much good food. I mean, Lars and me, we're both crazy about ramen. There's a couple of great ramen. Uh, what's it called? The ramen place on Leidsplein? Uh, uh, Umaimon. Umaimon. Yeah. yeah. That's really so they, yeah, they developed their own like ramen style and they have, uh, I'm, I'm vegetarian, but they have really nice spicy miso ramen. I didn't have lunch, so I'm. Look, <laughs> I would. I would actually just go there now to. Great. To the going. Uh, and near our spot, we're on Folks Hotel with our studio. Yeah. So the hotel is a nice spot just yeah. to go for a coffee or the rooftop is is cool. And um, that whole area is nice. There's like a cool pizza place on the water, which I don't remember the name. of. Where have we looked? Last pizza gegeten. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. The thing is, if you want, like, the situation we're in now, that we have a very busy calendar, and then something's like, let's just grab lunch. You walk outside, you go in one or two random streets, and there's so many options to choose from. Like, the, the competition is so intense and fierce that if you don't deliver as a restaurant, you're going you're gonna to close. So wherever you go in, if you'll, you'll end up with something really nice. I just have to yes. sign this record. The guys have to sign the record selling here at the store. It's business. It's business. <laughs> Multitasking. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming by. Uh, but um, we have, like, I love, I'm a big fan of museum. I have, like, so my whole family, we have a, a card that you pay yearly subscription. You can get into, like, 500 museums over the whole country. So in Amsterdam, Stedelijk Museum is one of the best modern art museums of, of like, Western Europe, maybe even. Yeah. Uh, Stedelijk is great. But the Rijksmuseum is with all the classic Renaissance paintings and the, the amazing building on Museumplein. It's, it's one of the hallmarks of Amsterdam. And it's, it's kind of, you forget about it because it's so big. It's like if you're in Paris as a Parisian, you never go to the Louvre or something. Yeah. But you kind of forget that it's such a special place. And you just need, I mean, you can't see the whole museum in one day, but if you just like decide on one of the, one of the corners of the museum and go see the Nachtwacht, you, you get a feel for the heritage of the city and you, that like the city's been around for, for 800 years plus. And it's, it's amazing to just even walk around uh, on the canals and realize where you're walking. We were in Canada, in Edmonton, 
And uh, the promoter said, yes, and now we're driving past a historic landmark from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah. have the same feeling in Canada. It's like, yeah, very old history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very ancient. But, but, I mean, no, we, we have a great time there. But to, to just imagine where you're walking and really yeah. let it sink in that you're in a city with such a, such yeah. a rich history is great. So just walk around the city and you'll find yes. amazing spots. Yeah. That's really, yeah, like yeah, you said, yeah. you never do this in your home uh, no, city, but, but you really should. Yeah. I mean, there's like the Begeinhof. It's a hidden church with, with such, a, such a great cultural history. And there's, it's like a place where uh, you, you, people still live there, yeah. but it's, um, like it's, uh, it's yeah. not somewhere where you could just like buy a house. So it's very controlled who gets to live there. But you can walk, you can walk in the little courtyard uh, and it's in the center of Amsterdam. And it's, it has like a, uh, a schaalkerk, so it's a hidden church mm -hmm. back when it was not cool to be a Protestant here. So it has all these little nooks and crannies nice. in the city that you can just, yeah, you, you need to know. But if you find them and if you walk around, you're like, you feel the, the history of the city. Yeah. That's super cool. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing it um, from Amsterdam to the whole wild world because you really play a lot of showers from really other countries. And um, I would be interested in which scene or which culture, which country shaped your current EP most. What do you think? Wow. This, uh, I think if I if we listen to the sound, it's like East Coast U.S. sounding. But then, yeah, but but, but but from from back in the day mostly, yeah. not not from now I would say. But yeah, I would say New York, New York, Chicago, East Coast house. That that's really what 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 tickles us, and uh, and everything that came from Detroit as well. Like it's 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 not an accident that we use Detroit in our name but it's uh, we both had a really big love for Motown music and hip-hop from Detroit as well um, but yeah you know that's that's where house came from so yeah what can I say that's so it's still right now also the scene is really like inspiring you there well the scene in the States has it has died down after the 90s for sure and it's it's building up again But it's a totally different landscape than what it was when, when House was invented. So, uh, like the whole social structure, and like there's a lot, there's a lot that's changed. So it's it's a different market, and it's a really interesting market because it's a, it's 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 new again. So it's it's interesting to go there and to see what's happening, and to, to go to certain cities where house music wasn't around for like maybe two decades even you know yeah. and yeah. and so it's interesting but it's yeah it's it's not as big as it's in Europe at the moment Europe really ha sort of uh, yeah they they, they 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 took it and they made it their own and now it's coming back to the States and there's there's a lot of cool artists that are still making music the originators are still still there Uh, one of our good friends is Gary Chandler. He's yeah. still still going super strong, and he's yeah. one of the, the the ones that you know shaped house music as it is today. But to be honest, like we we're working a lot with African influences as well. Um, we're we're working with uh, a lot of labels that work with African artists, and 
it's also something that we really feel, like that the the the, the, the tonal structure, but also the rhythm and the way that you yeah, the groove, but also like the message. It's very it's a very upbeat message always, or very critical, political, which is also interesting, especially in this time. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's probably the two the most two most influential. And for me, hip hop a lot, like yeah, hip hop from from the '90s, that was my thing. So and I think you can hear that in our tracks as well. It has a certain groove and a certain I don't know certain way of sampling that's that that sort of came from from listening to a lot of hip hop. Yeah. yeah. The year almost comes to an end. It's already mid of October. Um, and it has a really, it has really been an intense year, I would say, for you, as yeah. well as on a professional, as on a private level. Um, what are the top three learnings for you in 2019? Um, stay healthy. Focus. No, I mean, we've had a, uh, a while where we were just working nonstop, kind of forgot about doing fun stuff with friends and family, and just. Like giving your body some time to rest, and it's hard to say no if there's only fun stuff coming at you uh, coming your way. Like you want to say yes to the shows and yes to the tours and yes to the musical opportunities, but at some point, you're, you you need to think about your your body as well. So I mean, my learning I I've I've started yoga last year, and um, I've been uh, really intensely uh, working out uh, boxing this year which really made me feel so much stronger and so much more capable of dealing with like, less sleep just because of the endorphins and like, the way my hormones are working now. So that's, that's a really good takeout for me. That the, it's also like a release of stress just to take care of your, your physique. That's a good one. And I think a, a, like a learning for me is, as well is follow my feeling like sometimes you you just in your gut you know that something's right or wrong and you just have to you have to follow it even though like other people are are saying you should or shouldn't do something and there's like the the whole sensory side of this like work it's so much a an emotional thing that if you like lose track of that and start like working from your brain too much it kind of you're you might like lose track of the like the right the right route so yeah that's for me like two two major points like that will guide me through a good 2020 and onwards yeah. that's beautiful thank you so much yeah for me it's uh it's very simple Uh, don't crash my motorbike again. <laughs> um, that's one. Um, but yeah, uh, work work smarter. That's that's our thing now. Um, like as Martin said, we we overworked ourselves like a big time. And it's not about working more and more and more. It's about working less. But you know, work smarter and you know with that you know having the same ambition as you had before just just get there in a in a different way and in a way that's more fun uh in a way that's more fun for everyone our friends uh, our family our 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 fans as well um and ourselves like you know it, it's not fun if you're if you're if you're a walking zombie and you just press play and then you know uh, hope for the best 
um, if you take a little bit more care and you know if you plan ahead a bit more and and, and talk about it as well like we started discussing it way more than before also about our feelings and about how we how we see our business and how we see our music and how we see this future so yeah that we're, we're, we're working smarter not harder and that's I think that's really one one big thing for the, from this year and uh, yeah having like you know a proper foundation is really important as Martin told, told you as well like sports is really really important for that And for me, I just bought my first house, so that's for me is like, you know, that's gonna be a big difference. That's that, you know, that's not really something you. It's not an advice, but you know, for me, it's really yes, important. Buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> buy a house. Yeah, buy a, no, well, buy a house. No, not buy a house, but yeah, get get your get, find yourself a home, a, a, a solid home. Yeah. You can do anything. You can be away for months and months and months and fly and fly and fly. If you don't have a home to come back to, which I had didn't have for months or almost a year. You're not grounded, you know. You're not. You're not. You're not yourself. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to get that back with my new house. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. And with all this wisdom now, <laughs> what are the upcoming highlights 2020? Wow. <laughs> well, well, it's a bit early to say because we're still like we're we're planning, and with and some for some people planning might be easy, but for us we we want to visit five continents each year so that requires a, a huge amount of planning we preferably i want to be at the birthday of my family birthdays of my kids and my wife and maybe mine some maybe see some friends so like planning is a big thing but we've um i think uh for 2020 we have some really exciting new music coming up we've, we've actually recorded some music earlier this year with a couple of friends uh a really great vocalist uh, not something I can disclose right now, but um, it's super funky. Yeah, I'm super happy with the sketches that we have and the uh, the projects that we're working towards. It's going to be yeah, very um, very lively and um, uh, organic. What's what's coming up? So let's say um, it's nothing. It's no information, but it's a little hint of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, maybe one of the like one of the big things in music, like in terms of gigging, is we're gonna do a, a residency in London for XOYO in June, and uh, so four Saturdays of uh, curation where we get to do the whole lineup and we do day parties as well. And it's like London's a big, like super important city for us. We love to go there. We have so many fans, and the the idea that we get to curate uh, one of the biggest, like one of the coolest clubs in the in the city is super exciting so we're like we're strategically looking towards like how in hell's name we we can find uh four weeks of programming that define what yeah. Dietrich Swindle stands for yeah. which is I think an impossible thing to do but I'm sure Very we can can do yeah we'll yeah. make something really yeah. nice out of it cool. yeah thank you so much guys um, have a great time at your record store, record store and t-shirt store and everything, <laughs> and, free um, bar. and mini club. And yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for the insights and all the best for 2020. <laughs> 
I really enjoyed the interview with the two guys and talking with them, um, especially their learnings out of 2019 were really exciting. So I hope you liked this conversation too. Let me know if you do, um, either on Instagram, on Tunes and Wings or on iTunes. And I would be very, very happy if you could give me a review there. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned.